When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Normally at this stage we might play some clips of highlights from the Warriors. Well, we could have for the first uh, 40 minutes, maybe the first 47 minutes of yesterday's game where they were more than competitive and then the proverbial hit the fan. Uh, and we can't uh, really get anyone better to talk about it than Tony Kemp, of course, um, who watched on, I'm sure, with, um, I don't know if disgust's uh, too hard a word, but Kempy, good morning to you. Uh, I noticed you touched on it several times throughout your guys' show this morning. Uh, but 60 points, mate, uh, it, as time goes on, the margin doesn't get any less, does it? No, it doesn't, it doesn't get any easier to swallow, Smithy. And, and you're right, we, we did speak about it a little bit this morning. But having, a, having you know, a chance to talk about and reflect on what was really a disappointing 45 minutes of football because for the first 35 minutes of the game, the Warriors really put in an effort that um, on Anzac Day you know, they should have been proud of. But unfortunately, the game doesn't finish after 35 minutes, Smithy. It, it, it goes for a full 80, and that's what Melbourne do if you're not in it with them. Uh, they make you pay, and they made the Warriors pay dearly for that um, effort last night. So where did it absolutely fall down? I mean, was there one point when you thought... I mean, I, mean, uh, I, I read a report where Craig Bellamy said uh, uh, that the head clash, the knocking out uh, of um, Atene, uh, Zalesniak was, was not a good thing, um, and that may have affected the team to that, uh, but not to that extent, surely. No, not at all. You know, like... I think the best thing for some teams sometimes is to get to the halftime break so they can regroup. But I don't know what happened with the Warriors because they came out at, out after halftime and within seven minutes they'd let a try and and it just it just snowballed um, from there. The, the the stats don't lie, Smithy. They they only completed 19 sets for the whole game. There was one stage in the second half that they were uh, one set completed um, out of five which was basically their whole second half. So yeah, if you haven't got the ball against a team like, like Melbourne, you ain't going to do any good, and that showed last night. But you know, losing a couple of players, you know, yeah, Curran, he's been playing really well, but Jess Tavaga came back. I thought their front row was outstanding, um, again, in the Warriors with Fanua Blake and, and Matt Lodge. But you know, the rest of the players around them just didn't step up. You know, the, the, the back rows were non-existent, um, even though they shifted a couple of positional changes because of the loss, the loss of Watini Zalesniak, they should have still been able to, to perform. And I guess this morning um, on their trip back to Redcliffe and having to sit down and watch that again, I I just hope Brownie highlights a couple of players and and holds them accountable because you know they're up against Canberra this week. They've got a six-day turnaround and they need to get back out there and perform. That's an interesting thing. You've warned the coaches uh, 
badge. You, you know what it's all about. I mean, what do you say in a situation like that? I mean, do you consign it to saying that's just a one-off, um, let's put it behind us, let's not talk about it, let's be positive and, and, and go forward? Or do you actually highlight it from a coaching point of view? Well, you've got to, you've got to highlight it because, you know, they're, they're talking about how good their defence was. And for the first five rounds, they've played teams below them. And then they've come in to the, this next five rounds playing teams above them. And they've been exposed two weeks in a row. So you've got to highlight the, those defensive deficiencies. Um, and I think you have to really point it out to the players too that, are, that you know, like you said last night, Brownie, he doesn't want to do that in public. He wants to talk behind closed doors and talk to those players. When you're analysing, the, especially the defensive effort of a couple of players there, you know, they just didn't have the right attitude in that second half. Um, and especially when they got a few points behind, you know, uh, it says a lot in a player that really tries right up until the 80th minute. And it says a hell of a lot about a player that just throws a towel and when the game gets tough. And, you know, if that's going to happen against the top four sides, the likes of the Penriths, the Parameters, um, the likes of Melbourne, you know, then, then we are really struggling to make the finals this year. And, you know, like you, like you know, Smithy, you've got to be in the four if you if you're any chance to win it. So, what does this say? A seventy point beating by a top four side of our mm. chances making the four. That's just, those are the sort of, um, I guess, conversations that the coach really needs to have with the side this time of the year. See, you know, when for me anyway, just looking from the outside, and when you when you bring back uh, a player like a Sean Johnson, who's had pretty proud history with the club. Uh, goes away, uh, decides uh, that it'll come back and, and you know, uh, you look to players, uh, to me anyway, you look to players like that with a history in the game to stop this kind of thing happening, to, to, to address the problems that are out there when you, you gather under the post, when the opposition have scored and you, you have that chat under the post. They're the kind of guys uh, that you kind of look to, for me anyway, but um, I'm getting some texts in here this morning, very critical of Sean Johnson's performance, particularly in that, that uh, time during that time when things got tough, <clears throat> yeah, and, and you know it is—it's hard not to be critical of him because he's a marquee player. You'd expect a player like Sean, who's played in what's this is a student Anzac type game, you know, like so. Mm. Um, you, you want, you know, when you look at Fanua Blake as the captain, you know, and Matt Lodge becoming frustrated in that last ten minutes, and you go to your senior players in your side, and yes, they've got a number of younger players around them. But Sean Johnson, you expect to step up and lead the side. Now, just because you don't have the cap, you know, captain or the C beside your name, when you wear a number seven or number six jersey, you're the skipper of the ship. You're staring them around the park and you're telling them what to do. Now, what it says for me about Sean not stepping up to the plate and pulling it back together is that he's in two minds himself. You know, Smitty, and, and it was, you know, I don't want to be critical of Sean because... What I honestly think about Sean at the moment is that he's running around on 33-year-old legs and by, by the looks of what happened last night, he, ain't, he isn't the player that's going to get him to the finals or win a final. And he's not the seven um, that we saw as a 20-year-old, you know. So he doesn't like the collision. There are two key part, parts last night when he threw the intercept and that try of Jesse um, Bromwich's right at the end. That said to me that... Man, when the going gets tough, I don't think Sean's going to want to, want to be mixing it with these guys. And that's the real crux of the problem. You know, because those big games, those top four games, and you look, at, you look at how West Tigers have battled it out 
Um, at least they've, you know, they've got beaten, but they've, and they've won these last two, but they've stuck in it for 80 minutes. That's the type of attitude that you need from those blokes such as Sean Johnson. We got, I think, and I think you've got it from Fanua Blake and Matt Lodge. Right. Um, let's um, look at perhaps Reese Walsh as well. I know he's only young. He's got that superstar factor about him, but um, uh, I've got a, a, a question here sent in to me saying, are we better off saying goodbye to Reese Walsh? <laughs> well, you know, you know, the problem they have, Smithy, in the competition is that it's not, it's not flush with um, spine players, especially in the, in the number one jersey or the number seven. You know, you have to convert them from the wing or, um, you know, have a bit of a pot luck in a, in a spine player at hooker or or seven or six, so I wouldn't be saying goodbye to Reese Walsh. It's going to be hard enough to get him back across the Tasman anyway when they, they come back here full-time. Uh, what really, you know, like, b- between the show this morning and, and talking to you, when I was thinking about Reese Walsh, which is really concerning, is that last week he kicked that ball dead, which put them in a, I guess, in a spiral, um, downward spiral. They went, kicked the ball dead, they went four penalties on the trot against them, and before we knew it, Sydney City was back in the game and, and, and took the game from them. The same thing happened last night. Now, I would say that, you know, once you, you let the kid off, but they would have had the conversation with him. They would have said to him, look, you've got a bit of a powerful boot on. You just, you know, pull the ball up a bit shorter or tear it up a bit higher, um, but don't go and, go and kick that ball dead on the full. Because, again, when he kicked the ball dead on the full, they scored, and then they scored back-to-back tries on that and really put the team under pressure. And I think Brownie alluded to it a little bit last week when he was talking that Reese Walsh really needs to stay in the game. Um, now, it's really hard, Smithy, as you know, when you're a kid of 18 and everyone's throwing accolades at you. Uh, you know, we saw how well he played last year and he, and he rode that wave right till the end. It's going to be really interesting to see how he handles the, the other side of the coin where players are saying, mate, you're actually not that good. You need to pull your head in. And and for me, that's that's what we re- that's when you're going to really see what this kid's got. So, you know, getting rid of him. Oh, look, don't throw you don't throw your toys out of the out of the out of the bath yet. You know, you got Canberra this week who are just as desperate as the Warriors. It's going to be interesting to see which one of those two teams who are, and Canberra's below us step up to play this weekend. Yeah, Canberra's going to be an interesting uh, proposition, and I wouldn't say Ricky Stewart's enjoying life too much at the moment either, but. Um, I would imagine uh, it would have been interesting to see what his reaction would have been to a 60-point hiding. Uh, I would imagine um, one of two things. He either didn't go to the dressing room or you could have heard him from here. Yeah, and, and he's, you know, he'd, any other team you want to come up against this week, Ricky would be, he'll be playing that game over and over to his greatest side and, and he'll be saying to them, do you want to get beaten by a side that's just been beaten by 70 from, Camp, uh, from Melbourne? You know, and he we know one thing with Ricky is that he, he will motivate his team to show up and play this weekend. And the Warriors shouldn't really need any motivation this week after getting a, a shellacking like this. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the accountability report is from, from um, Brown. I don't know whether or not he has the depth um, in Australia at the moment. You know, it's, it's these times where people say, oh, they need to come home. Now, yeah, we all know, you know, we all know that that's, a, again, just another excuse that's that's band-aiding the, the issues. That, like, what we really know, need to know is how can a side that has competed so well in some of the rounds just capitulate like they, they did last night um, and only mm-hmm. compete for 35 minutes? You know, there's, there's got to be something else going on in the background because you, you just don't give in like they did last night. And, and that's the concerning factor of this Warriors side. We're round, we're round eight and you had, and you had um, players just throwing the towel in. 
Uh, there's still 14 odd rounds to go, and I, I'm just a little bit worried that there's maybe something else going on in the background. Yeah, well, that worries me too. Uh, and uh, I think the the indication we'll get this weekend on the field will be uh, will be very interesting as to how they rebound uh, against um, the Canberra Raiders. Now, uh, if they want to take a leaf out of the book of anyone, uh, two weeks ago we were all over the West Tigers and their head coach, and we were saying it's going to be a shocking season for them. Uh, and then talk about fight, they've won back-to-back games uh, with drop kicks right at the very end. Now, that that's showing a bit of spine. Yeah, and look, you've got to take it down to the young boy Hastings. You know, like, um, I don't know if you know this, Smithy, but his father was a was a fantastic halfback, played for the Sydney City Roosters. Um, and he's been out previous those games, been coming back in the last two weeks to kick the winning, winning field goal and had such a wonderful game uh, to get them home just the other night by one point again. Like, that's when you're talking the difference between a, a, a player such as Sean and Hastings. Like, Hastings rolled his, rolled his sleeves up and just continued to keep his team in the game while just, you know, defending well, keeping his middle operating and operating off the back of a, a really, really good kicking game that he had. You know the difference. The difference for Madges, he got players that want to want to want to stay in the game. You know, and that's what Brownie needs to get out of his marquee player. He needs to he needs to get into to Sean Johnson's ear, and he needs to say, when we're playing the champions, mate, you got to step up. You know, these type these type of games, um, especially like the one we played last night against Melbourne. Go back and have a look at it yourself, and and all of the the clips of how poor his defence was. Um, he never kicked the ball last night. It was it was Reese Walsh. He was a passenger for big periods of that game. But when the going get tough, got tough, he he stepped out of it. And you know the difference between the Tigers and the Warriors, their their halves are going all right. Our halves are going pretty average. Wasn't a high scoring game, but uh, the Dragons getting over the Roosters was uh, was a, r- a really good result for them. Well, that's what that's what Anzac games are about. Smithy, you know, like SCG, the Red V um, versus the boys from Bondi, and you've got, you know, going right down the wall. I don't, I don't know how St George kept Sydney City out of that game um, at the back end of it. Joseph Maru Tedesco tried everything to get across the line. A couple of poor reads from Tupo. I think we might see him sitting on the sidelines for, you know, four or five weeks with that head high uh, on the St George winger. But yeah, that like. Again, St George, you know, like where they come from, they, they started the season pretty poorly. They got Tarek Sims back in, New South Wales back rows, heading off to Melbourne. Another great Melbourne buy for next year. Um, mm. But but you you make that change, and I think the Warriors can learn a little bit about this. So Jack Bird moves from the edge into into that five eight position and becomes a link. I think what you know one of the things we spoke about this morning, and Melbourne and South Sydney do this really well, is move Sean out of the seven jersey. Move him out of the first receiver and keep him in that second receiver. Like you know, if, if Harris Devita isn't isn't able to play that first receiver, then put Sean in there. You know what I mean? Or put a halfback in there that can link, link with um, Channel uh, Chanel Harris Devita. So um, yeah, look, great, great foot, some great football on Anzac, and, and that that game with the Warriors and the Anzac being played in Melbourne. Man, it's the toughest game in the world to go up against Melbourne, especially down um, in Melbourne on Anzac weekend, given the AFL and the way that they, they celebrate it. And and everyone in New Zealand that knows the Melbourne Storm are always up for the Anzac game. And in the last three years, we've found that out. Well, Kempe, great to get your thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I just hope they can turn it around. I mean, I, I think it's a real 
watershed game this weekend. I really do. I mean, because it'll it'll tell me and a lot of people looking on uh, what they're all about, and it might also give us an indication whether uh, Nathan Brown, which is the worst thing a coach ever wants to do, um, cops a, a respect backlash on the fact that he said they weren't trying. I mean, that's quite a, a big thing. A big thing for a coach to say, isn't it? The, uh, publicly, you can say it within the house, but when you go public and say that they gave up, um, not, some, some players don't react too well to that. So it'll be interesting to see. Yes, and, I, and that's why I make the comment that I think that there's something else going, going on in the background. You don't say that. You're basically, the rule of thumb is you do not say that publicly about the players that are going out there putting the effort in for you. So um, I'm really interested to see what unfolds over the next few weeks too. I think that you know maybe there's a little bit of um, un, some, some unsettled players in the background and given the effort that some of them put in last night, you know, we've got, we're just going to have to watch and wait and see. Mm, we'll wait and see, all right. Hey, mate, uh, as always, thanks very much for your time and your honest thoughts. Uh, enjoy speaking the game with you. Thank you. Thanks, Kempi. Have a good uh, no Tuesday. Worries, we'll hear from you tomorrow morning. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Tony Kempi here, folks. Uh, when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.